You are listening to the Single Mom Cast by Arise Ministries. Over this series, we have introduced you to three powerful women who have walked in your shoes. They were brave enough to sit down with us to film a Bible study called This Is My Story, where they each told their story of journeying through being a single mom. And now we are going to explore their stories even more during this podcast series. So today I want to welcome the legend, Pam Keneally. Pam. Good morning. Good morning. Or evening, whenever (laughs) you're listening to this. (laughs) It's bright and early for us in the morning. Pam, I'm so glad you were able to join us this morning. Thank you. I'm happy to join. And then we have, not join, this is like your thing. No, but we're all joining in. We're all joining. We should be thanking the moms for joining we in. We are. Yeah. Thank you, moms, for being here <laughs> yes. with us. And then we have with us Katie Ellis. Uh, Katie, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Katie, you did uh, the Bible study with us called This Is My Story. But if moms haven't had the chance to watch that yet, why don't you introduce yourself by telling us a little bit about you? Okay. So I am a single mom. Um, I have a six-year-old little boy. He just started kindergarten. um, Yesterday. Yesterday. Yes. And he is so much fun. He keeps me busy. Um, I also work as a full-time PA um, in dermatology, um, specializing in skin cancer. Okay. Yeah. A lot on your plate. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Can you imagine, Pam, a six-year-old... And I know that's amazing. It's just her profession is very interesting anyway. So if we ever have skin problems, can we come to you? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) All right. She's the 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 girl. (laughs) Katie, thanks for being here. Uh, We... Pam and I are big fans of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked a lot about the impact you've had here at Arise and the way the Lord has used your story. And in the Bible study, I just want to jump in. You tell your story of becoming a single mom and that experience you had. Why don't you walk us through that a little bit today? Yeah. So um, I know we all have different stories of how we became a single mom. Um, Mine was through divorce, and it was a very long process. Even before I had filed for divorce, um, I felt like I had been a single mom for a long time prior to that. It was a very um, lonely and hard, difficult road getting to that point. And so there was you know, four or five years that um, we were struggling in our marriage and that I was fighting for my marriage. And um, a lot of it, I felt very alone in that fight. So, you know, it's just been a long process. And then with COVID and everything, when the legal part was going on, it just, it, it was very drawn out and just you know, a long, a long, hard road, but here I am. Here you are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I want to ask you, uh, in your, uh, your Bible study video. It was so great. By the way, if you haven't taken that Bible study or, or heard this story, that you're doing yourself the best favor to, to truly listen to this. It is just amazing. One of my favorites ever. But Katie, you mentioned a little bit about your childhood. I did not know that was just really added so much depth to your story. Can you tell us a little bit about more about that? Yes. So when I started thinking about um, a word to describe you know, my, my story, I started thinking about all the major events in my life and how I felt at those times. And, you know, going through counseling and therapy and all of this work and, and, and healing from everything that's happened, 
um, I've had a chance to reflect on my childhood and um, just all the things that happened growing up. And um, one of the moments that I have felt alone um, when I look back is because I was an only child, but um, also my father was a quadriplegic and required a lot of care, um, which my mother provided for him. She was his sole caregiver, which was just a huge um, undertaking for her to care for both he and I. And any of you that know my mother know she, a lot of people describe her as an angel because she is just so selfless and um, she was always there for me. Um, I, I didn't want to make it sound like I was just left alone all the time, but um, there were a lot of times when his care required her attention. And um, looking back, I just realized there was a lot of time that I did spend alone or if I needed something, it seemed secondary to, to his needs. And so that's kind of what I was talking about in the video about feeling alone as an only child and, you know, dealing with a, a father with such, you know, difficulty in, in his needs. So I'm wondering, did that experience change the way that you're parenting today? Are you highly aware of your yes. son feeling that way? Yes. I think that at times I have overcompensated. Um, you know, it, depending on what your childhood was like, you know, you think, well, I don't want it to be like that for them. And so sometimes you overcompensate. Um, and, and my son is an only child as well. Um, and so I, you know, for a long time, it was just he and I, um, and I wasn't working. And I mean, I spent every waking moment with him. And now I'm realizing that um, it, it's good for us to be our own people and uh, for him to be okay without me and me to be okay without him. A hard lesson that I've learned as a single mom and co-parenting and having joint custody has been um, very difficult um, for me to, to learn that. But, you know, it, there was also valuable lessons and, and things that I'm thankful for in, in being alone a lot of that time, being independent. And those are things that I want to make sure my son gets um, that I keep in mind. So. so Ben might grow up and do a Bible study called Never Alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? When I hear your story, I just, I think about uh, keywords for single moms. And probably the biggest that comes to mind is the word alone. Mm -hmm. And if you're a single mom listening, whether you've, you know, you're widowed, whether you're single again, whether you never married, whether you adopted a child, all these scenarios, you likely totally understand the word alone because mm -hmm. you are so the sole response, sole person responsible for every decision, every snack, every every phone call, every shoe, um, you do feel alone. But if that is you today, I want you to continue listening because there is hope mm -hmm. for those that feel alone, and that's what this podcast is all about. Absolutely, mm -hmm. Katie. When you went through this experience of either while you were separated or or, or divorced of co-parenting. And you went from this extreme of being around Ben all the time mm -hmm. and now him being gone. Did that bring mm -hmm. this word back into your world in a whole new way? Yes. Um, in the video, I had mentioned that um, 
when I became a single mom, I had never felt so alone. And that is part of the reason I, I was literally alone. Um, Hmm. I didn't know what to do without my son. He had, we had barely spent any time apart. And so, um, I think the most, the day that stands out in my mind was waking up alone on Christmas morning. It was so hard. Um, and I, I have friends and family and, you know, um, but waking up alone was the weirdest feeling. And I think that that's when I had my first major, you know, breakdown, um, just the realization hitting me, um, that, and that feeling of being alone just hit me really hard at that point. You know, I still, this is not going to be hopeful for you. (laughs) Um, and my boys are much older. They're 12 and 18 and I share holidays with Mm -hmm. their dad. And when they're gone on Christmas morning, 13 years out, I still feel that way, even Mm -hmm. though I'm remarried and there's someone waking up next to me. And I hate that. And Mm -hmm. I wish I could tell you, oh, just run and get married or (laughs) give it some time. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's just something about those moments. And it's probably our expectations um, more than anything. But I hate that I still feel that way on Mm -hmm. Christmas morning or Thanksgiving or um, birthday or any special moment like that. There's Mm -hmm. just this pit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pam, what I want to ask you, uh, because I believe that you are incredibly wise um, and experienced, is what are we supposed to do in that moment? You know what? Listening to your stories, I reflect back many years ago when my children were gone every Thanksgiving. I have no memories of my children with Thanksgiving. Mm almost to this day, because now they're married and they have their own families. Um, so I, the Thanksgiving was difficult because I, I, I felt alone, and I felt alone at that moment. And I tell you what, looking back, what I realized is that it was during those times that I was alone that I was forced to, to press into God for help. And when I had the kids around, I was too busy to press in too hard. They were well, they were always needing this or needing that. But it was in those alone time that really set the foundation and the roots that I have today. And it came from being alone. It came from that, that there is purpose in being alone. And is, of course, today arises a global ministry, and it was birthed out of those Thanksgiving holidays. So if you feel alone, yes, it's hard. Yes, it's difficult. You're going to feel it again, but you need to realize that's an opportunity that God is drawing you closer to Him, and He will do something. And of course, we know God's Word says that you are never alone, even though you feel it, but take advantage of those moments where you think you just can't take it anymore, that God is doing something. I promise. I just promise He is. Mm-hmm. Katie, we are going to have to remind each other of these moments. Yes. <laughs> Text me on Christmas yes. every other year. <laughs> Pam, that is wonderful. And it really segues me into this moment that we need to talk about, uh, because what we did in this study is we asked these three women, two former singles, two single moms and one former single mom to pick a word that describes their story. Melissa picked worthy, Christian picked trust, and you, Katie, you picked alone. And then we found a story in scripture that 
really just resonates with that word in each of your stories. And for yours, uh, we prayed about it, and I felt like the Lord just kept telling me the woman at the well. And I remember texting you, I'm mm-hmm. thinking this one. Um, and, and what you're saying, Pam, is so perfect for this moment in John 4. There is a woman who, by all accounts, uh, should have felt the loneliest of all. She had a bad reputation, so she was at the well in the middle of the day instead of in the morning. This going to the well was a part of their livelihood as women. They would get up early, and they would put a clay pot on their head, and it was really heavy, and they would walk to these wells, and they would fill it full of water so that they could go home and cook and clean and feed their children and feed themselves and clean themselves. And they all went together as sort of this female water gang. And I'm sure there was a lot of camaraderie there. And the fact that we find her at this well at noon tells us that she wasn't a part of the crowd. And I know as a single mom and and how you were feeling in that moment, Katie, that I felt that way, Um, Mm -hmm. especially in the church at times, that mm-hmm. I wasn't a part of the crowd. And, and the fact that she was there at noon says a lot because it was the hottest part of the day and those clays got really hot. The mm-hmm. pots got really hot and the water evaporated. And uh, so it was just really inconvenient. And if she wouldn't have had that reputation and she wouldn't have been, if she would have been a part of the crowd, she would have missed this moment with mm-hmm. Jesus. And that's what Pam was saying, that these lonely mm-hmm. moments are these opportunities. So as we're looking through this story, we find a Jesus who should have ignored her because of traditions and uh, culture. The tradition said that a rabbi like him should not have been speaking to a woman. And culture said that Uh, Samaritans didn't deserve to be around a Jew. And so she should have approached that well, and then she should have felt judged and um, and ignored. But Jesus sat next to her, and he saw her, and he has this conversation with her where she understands that he's the Messiah. And then he sends her back to the town, and we watch the Bible's first revival— the first moment where a large group of people come to Jesus because of this woman. And I love this story so much Mm -hmm. uh, because Jesus sat with her in her loneliness, um, but he also used that moment to send her back to the people who had discounted her, Mm -hmm. and she brought all of them to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's amazing. Moms, I want to say, you know, the most, to me, the, the... highlight of that story can be summed up in three words. God saw her. Mm. I want you to say right now, out loud, wherever you are, God sees me. I want you to say it again. God sees me. You know, Katie, I'm I'm reminded of uh, the scripture in Exodus where they were God was sending them out, and He said, "My presence will go with you, mm-hmm. and my presence will give you rest." Have you experienced in your aloneness? Would you talk to the moms? Have you experienced His presence, and how did you receive that? Absolutely, um, I would say that during these times is when I had my most intimate moments with the Lord. Um, it's where I was the most hungry for scripture. It was the only thing that was 
keeping me going. And I, I'm so grateful for those moments, as hard as they were. Um, sometimes this sounds really weird, but sometimes I miss that time mm-hmm. um, because I it was just so I was just felt so close to him. And there's times in my life now where things are you know quote unquote normal, where I find myself not having those intimate moments anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I think back to that time, like what was different, you know, and, and it was really when, when, like you said, you were, I was just forced to, I had nothing else. Um, and I, I'm so grateful for those moments uh, because that's when I felt him nearest mm-hmm. is when I drew near to him. He's always near, but it was when I drew near to him and when I, um, really clung to him that I felt the closest to him. Right. You know, Mom, are you exhausted? Are you overwhelmed? The rest of that verse says, not only will his presence go with you, but his presence will give you inner rest. And I think that's what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So how beautiful is that? Mm-hmm. Katie, when you wrote out your story and we were reading this story in scripture together and just praying about it. Mm-hmm. How did you connect? What were you feeling when you were reading through John 4 with this idea of it connecting with your story in loneliness? So this story to me, I I related to the woman at the well and feeling I, I was carrying a lot of guilt and shame about um, being divorced or when I was trying to make this decision, um, just struggling with, you know, the, uh, what it says in the Bible about marriage and what my Christian marriage counselor says and what, um, these people at church say. And, and so I struggled with the guilt and shame of it. Um, and I felt alone, um, because I continued to go to church and I continued to press on, but I was, I was attending alone. I was, um, didn't really feel like I had a place in the church as a, you know, separated woman or divorced woman. Um, and I had been in mom's groups, which were so wonderful and so such an integral part of, of all of this. And, um, but there were times even that I felt alone in those groups because no one else was going through what I was going through. And so, Oftentimes, I felt the most alone at church um, because I had felt all this guilt and shame um, surrounding the whole issue of divorce. But there came a moment, and, and one of my good friends had said to me, she was, I did have a friend that was going through almost the exact same thing as me, and she had a moment where she felt like she was almost being disobedient to the Lord and staying. Um, and that really hit me hard because I, I felt the same way. You know, I felt like I was resisting it because of the appearance, um, because of what people would think, because of, and, and other reasons, you know, for my son and just, and all of those things. But it was the guilt and shame that were actually causing me to be disobedient to the Lord. And, um, so that's what I really felt connected with her guilt and her shame in those moments. And then when the Lord came and in, when Jesus came and sat next to her and said, I know all of these things about you, you know, it, it's, 
a different feeling when Jesus says, I know all these things about you and I love you. When you're fully known, fully loved, fully accepted, um, and, and that's what caused her to want to go tell everyone. And so that's why I feel like it's important to tell my story is because he has done all of this for me. And I feel like to hold it in would just be a, not a waste, but, it, you know, um, again, just being disobedient in that I, he, he wants me to share just like this woman. Um, and the whole time I was going through this, I remember praying, saying, I will do whatever you want me to do. Just use it for your will. Use it for your glory, whatever it is. And, and this is it. You know, I, I want to use it for his glory. And so whatever your story is, tell it. Whatever the Lord has done for you, tell it. Um, because when you look back, and, and I think Christian talked about this in her um, podcast, that um, writing down your story and telling your story uh, reflecting on your story makes you personally so much more grateful when you see all the things that the Lord has done and all the ways he's brought people into your life and all the things that he's made possible that you thought were impossible. Um, sometimes we forget until we actually sit down and write it down or tell someone about it. Yeah. And I was really privileged to get to watch, you're probably thinking privileged, and it, it really is now at this point a privilege and an honor to look back and watch the way you were transformed. Just there's, there's really two women in this story. There's this alone, shameful woman that is not just carrying a heavy clay pot. She's also carrying a lot of guilt and shame, and she meets Jesus there, and I saw you doing that, but then you did the exact same thing she did when she left her water bottle behind. Mm. She left this heavy thing that proved to everyone she wasn't in the crowd, and she rushed back to her enemies to tell them about Jesus, and mm. I watched you do that as well. I watched mm you set the guilt and the shame and the things that you had told yourself or that people had told you. I literally watched you set those things aside. Wow. I remember setting at a coffee shop, Pam. I will never forget this moment. Um, I had invited Katie over for New Year's Eve because <laughs> mm -hmm. I remember feeling really lonely on that. And my husband are, you know, my husband and I are, we're just so exciting that we had no plans. And I said, <laughs> hey, I'm going to invite Katie and another friend of ours over. They're both in the middle of a divorce. So obviously they can be friends. And mm -hmm. they became, you know, we all hung out and we became friends. And a couple of weeks later, we sat at a coffee shop and you said to me, I feel like she really needs me to be her friend mm -hmm. and, and maybe remind me of exactly what you said, but you said something like, I don't think I have it in me, but I think I'm supposed to have it in me. Mm -hmm. And, and how can I lead her when I'm in the same place, but you did. Mm -hmm. And I think even that was you setting aside all of these things, even your own, what you thought the energy that you had or the capacity and you just set that aside and said, Jesus, what do you want to do with this? And he told you to run to her and I've got this front row seat of watching you lead her back to the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, and that has just been incredible. Yeah. So thank you for setting all of those things aside. And, and what I would ask the moms listening is what is it that you need to sit down today so that you can go do what Jesus has told you to do? Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. You know, for you, it was well, margin. Well, maybe I maybe I want to just 
have a Netflix night, but mm-hmm. now I have to go walk with this girl and listen mm-hmm. to her problems, you know, whatever it is, what is it that you need to set aside so that mm-hmm. the Lord can tell you to do that? So thank you for being mm-hmm. obedient, mm-hmm. Katie. Yes. I don't even know if you knew you were setting it down. Maybe you just couldn't hold it anymore, mm-hmm. but I got to watch the it's Lord beautiful. use it. You know what I see right here, two women, I'm looking at two women in this podcast, first of all, male, that that was an obedient servant to feel led to invite her over and to reach out to her male. That's very, very, very admirable, admirable of you and your family on a holiday. So I that is that spoke to my heart just now. So thank you for being that example to me and to all of us. But the other person I see over here is I get to see Katie right now. You can't see her, but the only verse that comes to mind is what God's word said. It's for freedom that Christ set you free. And this woman is free. I'm not saying she doesn't have problems. She worries about her kid and she has whatever. But I'm saying that she is free. And if you are trapped in guilt and shame and I'm a failure and it's a berating type thing, that is not from God. That is not from God. That's from the enemy. That's a trap that keeps you in bondage. But when you recognize what Christ did for you on the cross and you lean into that, and and receive his grace, his abundant grace for you, not based on your actions, but based on what he did at the cross for you, is for freedom. Freedom, freedom comes, and that's what Arise Ministries is about. Our everything we do and say moves in that direction that we can all see what it looks like to walk in freedom in Christ and be able to walk above our circumstances above our disappointments, above all those things, our past, all those things. And that's what Arise Ministries, and hopefully that's what you're taking away today after you listen to this podcast. You feel free, Katie? Yeah. That was a good word, huh? (laughs) When you started saying that, I I started getting very emotional um, just because I I do feel free. Um, And there was so, so many years of wanting that so desperately and thinking, when is it my turn? Like, when can I rest? When can I lay this down? Like when, and I, it's, it's now, I mean, I, I'm finally free. And like you said, it's, I'm not free of all pain and disappointment. And, you know, there's new struggles that come, you know, um, I think in my mind, I thought, well, once the divorce is over, everything's going to, be better. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. There's always more. There's always more healing, um, you know, more disappointments that will come, new challenges. Um, but facing those challenges free is is a different story entirely. And part of that freedom has been telling my story. And so I want to thank both of you for giving me the chance to tell my story because there is freedom in that and there is healing in that. And, you know, for so many years, I had so many secrets that I had to keep, um, you know, that, that weren't mine to tell, still aren't mine to tell, but being able to, to tell my story and how I feel, um, has just been so freeing to me. So thank you. You're welcome. Mm, That's beautiful. Can you... Let's dig a little deeper there, <laughs> since we've got you yeah. nice and vulnerable and emotional. What what has this experience really been like, this process of the first time I brought this up to you, you said no, that when I asked you to share your story, you said no. Mm-hmm. And talk us through the process of you going from saying no to now setting here. What has, what has this experience of you sharing your story been like? 
I think at first I still still carried a lot of um, guilt over things that weren't mine to carry, um, shame over just the whole divorce process. And um, I think that through the healing, through the the pain of all of that, I wanted freedom from all of that. And I've done a lot of work. Um, you know, I've been through a lot of counseling. I've been through Celebrate Recovery um, for, you know, just a, a number of reasons, which I want to encourage anyone um, to be able to go through that because that got me through a lot of my denial and 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 shame and just sharing with a group of people who have gone through similar things as you. Um, but I think through all of that, it gave me the confidence and um, just the Lord healing my heart. You know, it's just changed how I feel about divorce, how I feel about sharing my story. It, it's something that I feel like he wants me to do now um, instead of trying to hold it in. Absolutely. You know, the greatest reason, moms, to press into this is not just for you, but it's for your children and it's for your future grandchildren. And that is the reason to press in to what Jesus can give to you. And today, if you're new with the Rise Ministries and you don't know much about all this, that's why we're here. We have, you know, um, resources, so many resources for you on our website in different places to help you through whatever you're struggling with, that, that God has put Arise Ministries in your path this day for a reason, and I invite you to access what we have provided for you for almost 20 years now. So I ask you to invite you, rather, to join us and see what God desires to do in your life. Katie, I have one more question for you. Mm -hmm. If you were able to go back in time, anytime, and talk to Katie, what would that time be and what would you say to her? I think about the years that I was struggling, um, you know, four or five years ago. Um, something that I would tell myself is that God loves me more than any perfect picture I have in my mind of the perfect marriage, even a restoration story. You know, I kept imagining this beautiful restoration story that I would read about in all the books about, um, you know, marriages that had been restored. I mean, I read so many books. I listened to so many podcasts. I that's what I had in my mind, and that's what I kept striving for, and that's what I kept fighting for. And I think I would have told myself that that's not the only picture of restoration. Um, restoration can look different. Um, it doesn't have to end in the perfect marriage um, or saving your marriage. It can. God can do so much more than I could ever imagine. Um, and so I would have just told myself that, like, Stop striving for that. Um, God loves you. He cares about you. Not not a perfect marriage, not your picture of a perfect marriage, but he cares about you personally. So, Pam, if you could go back to that time, what would you say to Katie? 
you know what, I would just say, you know, to you, I would say that, that, you know, I wish you would have known then that this was part of your story. Mm-hmm. I wish you would have known then where God has taken to you. But what I want to tell you now that you don't know is that your story has yet to be unfolded with all the things coming in the future, mm-hmm. that um, that there's so much more to come with Ben growing up and the joys you're going to see, the challenges you're going to face, that you you have what it takes to move forward. And one day... Ben will look at you and thank you for the example you were to him through this. Mm. So that's what I would say to you back then, and I say that to you now. Thank you. Katie, do you have any final encouragement for our single moms listening today? Yes, I just want to encourage each one of you, no matter what your story is or where you're at in your story, to share your story because you never know who you might be an encouragement to share their story. And um, it doesn't matter where you're at in your journey. You know, you you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be fully healed. That's another thing that I Amen. keep. I keep saying, like, when am I going to be fully healed? Like my closest friends, I'm. I always. I I've had so many moments of frustration. Like I've done all this work. I've done this. I've done that, and I'm still not healed. And like, it, God's never finished with you. You're never going to be perfect. You're never going to be fully healed. And if you wait until that moment to share, to speak life into someone, you're going to miss those opportunities. And he uses you at your weakest, you know, in our weakness, he's, he's perfect in our weakness. And so that's when we need to be speaking. And that's when we need to be sharing is when we are at our weak points. And when you're feeling alone and in, in all of these different struggles. That's beautiful. You know, I want to end with the moms. I want to give you one piece of practicality of how to be alone with God. And I I would invite you to do something that may feel weird, it may sound strange, but I invite you to practice this once and see what happens. I would like for you to go off by yourself somewhere. First of all, you know, as a follower of Christ that, that wants to know Him more, to go off somewhere, you know, the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Go off somewhere, get on your knees, uh, and then take your hand and put it on the back of your shoulder and envision that as God's hand on you. Just pat yourself, your love, pat yourself, it's going to be okay. Just for a minute, just let His presence enter that moment and just just practice that and see how the Spirit will enter into that moment because it's, it is true that you are never alone when you're alone with God, ever. And this is where it all starts. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Katie. Moms, as you explore this word alone and your own stories, don't forget that you have a story to tell. And each day you are still writing that story. And remember that Jesus will sit with you in your loneliness, in your busyness, wherever you are. Know that in Christ alone you will find victory and that this is your story. Check out our online Bible study called This Is My Story, where you can watch Katie tell a little bit more about how she journeyed through this. You'll get to listen to their encouraging and heartfelt stories, and I'm confident that you will walk away encouraged and challenged as you listen. Um, You can find that on our website at arisesinglemoms.com. Have a great day.